Hey guys, welcome to podcast number two or three, depending on whenever you're seeing this. I'm going to tell you the story about my great-grandma, using what she's told me about in the past and the book that I showed you just a couple moments ago. I'll share her experience through the war to the best of my ability based on what I've heard from her and a lot of info that she's told my family. Before I start, I refer to her as Oma, which is German for grandma. While she's my great-grandma, I've known her as that for my whole life because she wanted me to call me that since I was little, and I've never referred to her differently, so for my sake and for writing this, I'll just refer to her as that. Before we talk about her experience during the war, I should start by sharing her background. She had a very interesting family. In her words, quote, The history of my father, Arnold Clovite. Clovite? I don't know how to pronounce that. I do not know any background. He was an alcoholic and abusive. My mother divorced him. That's it. That was the end of the page. She just ended it right there. Also, in her words, later on, she says, Germans say what they think. She was right about that, and I can confirm to you, whenever I'm talking to her, you can tell that she doesn't sugarcoat stuff, like, at all. She says stuff exactly how it is, no matter how harsh, like talking about her father. Her mother, Elizabeth, died on Thanksgiving in 1988, but was there with her through tough times. She also had one sister who was slightly younger than her. They stuck together, and her and her family made it through the war. She lived in Hamburg, Germany. If you don't know where that is, it's one of the biggest cities in Germany. The worst of the war started for her in 1943. During this time, Hamburg was bombed very badly. Her house got burned down, and she was trapped in her basement for three days. Gas masks were used by everyone, but she had a little rag that she used because the gas mask didn't fit her. The environment was very tough during the time. Everyone was fearful for their lives, thinking they might not be able to get out, along with the phosphorus from the bombs being very hot. Despite all of this, they did get out, but they had no home to go to anymore since it had burned down. Oma's mom took her to her sister's house in a different city. Food was scarce, and in order to survive, they had to go out wearing all black and shake fruit off trees so they wouldn't get caught. They stayed at her sister's house until the war was over in 1945. It was just a normal day when they heard a knock on the door. Not knowing who it was, everyone was on edge. Two Russian soldiers came in and told her mother that they had to leave and go back to Hamburg now that the war was over. Though everyone was scared of them, they liked children and they gave her sister bread and bacon, which she had never had before. Even though Oma was scared of them, this made her sister fonder of the Russians. When they went back to Hamburg, it wasn't an easy ride. They had to go through Poland and hid in a boxcar locked up like a cell. The Polish, understandably, did not like the Germans after just coming out of the war with them recently. They traveled in a small group with other people, and they wore all dark clothing when they were in the bo- not in the boxcar. They were not allowed to cry or make a sound, and they had to be as quiet as they could, and it was very rough for her and her sister. Despite going through all of this, there was one kind family who let them sleep in the barn. Though it was no luxury hotel, it was extremely kind that they were offering them a safe place to sleep to escape from the unforgiving winter. Due to sleeping in the poor conditions, Oma caught measles, and they let her sleep in the house for a bit. They even gave her a book as a Christmas present, and they read it on Christmas Day. Eventually, it was time to go, and they ended up in Hamburg. When they got there, there was a gym with tons of people in it, and until a room was found, they had to stay with them. The families who were not bombed and had an extra room had to give it up, which made them dislike the people staying with them.
They all had to share a twin-sized bed, which was very difficult, but it was all they could get. It would have been nice to have more beds, but it was the only thing available at the time. They lived like this for a while, and it wasn't amazing, but it was okay. However, the government eventually decided that they were going to send off malnourished children to get a healthier weight than they had before, and Oma was sent away for three months to a new home. The family was extremely strict, making her do lots of work and chores around the house. A quote from her, We learned poems and songs for Christmas. If I did not know it, my dinner was delayed, and I had to stay in the corner behind the door as punishment. End quote. Yeah, they were pretty strict. When she came back, she was a lot healthier and more active than she was before, and her mom could barely recognize her voice as she had picked up a Swiss dialect. Since it was the first summer since the war, she wanted to have fun. She would steal fruit from other people's fruit trees, but because she was so fit, they would never be able to catch her. As she put it, no fence was too high. Even barbed wire would not stop me. What can I say? I was hungry. End quote. The rest of her life was pretty normal compared to the other people around her. Her life wasn't perfect. She still struggled with money and food, but she made the best out of it and made friends. She got a do- job with her friend as a babysitter when she was old enough. Eventually, in 1966, she moved into the, to the U.S., which is where she met my opa, which is German for grandpa, or my great-grandpa. He already had two kids, one of which was my grandpa. They got married, and they lived their life together happily. They still live together in Michigan, and we visit them roughly once a year. Every time we go, I always ask her to tell me about her story through the war, as hearing it from someone that I know personally makes it so much more real. I never get bored of hearing her story, and I'm glad that I could share it with more people through this podcast. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.